The following is a presentation of the Bellup Sports Media Network. Kansas City sends the Jags home while Pat Mahomes gets a little banged up, and the Eagles soar to a victory. And we also saw the Bengals bring the jungle to Buffalo with a convincing win, and the 49ers' defense was better than the Cowboys' defense as we see a defensive battle in that game. And Tony Dungy is in trouble. We'll discuss why as the Boilermakers are back on top of the college basketball top 25. We're going to talk about all of this and so much more today on Rising to the Occasion. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Rising to the Occasion. It is the first live show that we've done in a little while, and I'm not alone. Uh, I have both of my guests that are my my co-hosts this time. It almost feels like you guys should be guests when you're both in here at the same time. I keep on kind of giving you guys a hard time. You know, we get one and not the other, but, you know, we, we do. We have the whole trio here together. Uh, first, starting off with you, Blake. How you doing, man? Man, feels good to be back. Uh, like I told you, man, just been busy traveling. Uh, my wife, you know, we're expecting, and and so we've been busy with that, and uh, just uh, trying to watch some sports, man, some some college basketball, the NFL playoffs, a uh, little NHL, NBA, you know, like we talked on our last episode, man. Uh, it's it's getting thick, man. So uh, I'm here for the ride. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff, and Britain's hanging in there with his his newborn and everything. How you doing, Britt? Uh, still, still a little bit of sleep here and there. Um, no, things are going well, man. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a blessing and, uh, we're, we're very excited. So hopefully we can calm down a little bit and hopefully make, make it on a few more shows here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's really good to have all three of us back in the studio together and being able to, to get on here and for a live show too, that we haven't done this in a little bit too. So it's quite a bit of fun. So, uh, for, for all of those who are watching right now, if you're watching, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell because again, like I said, our schedules have been all out of whack. So you never know when we're going to be live or uploading to YouTube, whatever the case may be. So hit subscribe mm -hmm. and hit that notification bell. Uh, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts after this this live show, uh, make sure to still subscribe or follow whatever it is that you do on your platform uh, and give us a five-star rating. That's a huge help to us. But before we get too far into it, let's first mention our sponsor for today. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Uh, I actually just had to use SeatGeek uh, yesterday because I went on, I had to buy tickets to an amazing matchup. My dad and I are going to go down to Kansas City and go watch the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs in the conference, uh, the AFC championship game. So it's going to be awesome. Uh, we get to go down there. But I was able to even use the code R2TO and got myself $20 off those tickets. Uh, it didn't seem like a whole lot because it's a little spendy to go down to that game. But nevertheless, it was still a discount. So go over to SeatGeek.com and use our code R2TO for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek really is one of the easiest apps to navigate when you're looking for, for tickets. You can see directly where your seats are. That's one thing that I love about it. Not only that, but they also highlight them, you know, uh, red, red, yellow, uh, and, and green for, for all the different uh, pricing. And it tells you whether it's a good deal or not. So that kind of gives you an idea to kind of go through there, check them out. You can select the section you want to sit in. It's so easy to navigate. So I highly recommend using the SeatGeek app or going to SeatGeek.com. And again, use code R2TO and you can get yourself $20 off with our code. Boys, it was a fun weekend of NFL football. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, of course, for me, it was kind of a little more exciting because I told my dad, my dad's been, uh, he's, he's been trying to get in, into the Bengals even before this last year, you know, when they went to the playoffs. So he's not a total bandwagon, but the fact that they went to the Super Bowl last year really got him hyped up. Zach Taylor's a former Nebraska guy and he's a Nebraska fan, uh, has been for life. So he, he started hopping on that Bengal, Bengals wagon a little bit and trying to follow them. And so now he's he's going, he wants to go to a Bengals game now that he's a fan. So it was just really cool for me to be able to watch that bang, that game and knowing that, hey, if they win, I'm going to purchase these tickets real quick so him and I can go down. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, what, what did you guys think? I guess I'll, I'll start off with you, Britton. What did you, you think of some of these games 
uh, for for the, these matchups and everything. I mean, not with, without touching too much on on each game individually. Yeah, I think uh, some of the takeaways uh, for me were, you know, the fact that the Eagles are are still, in my opinion, which I believe I called at the beginning of the year, uh, for them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they're still, man, they are a dangerous, dangerous team. Um, another thing is Brock Purdy showed up again. Maybe didn't have the greatest game ever, but he, he played consistent enough. And, man, that defense is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then when you, when you want to talk about the Bills-Bengals game, uh, you and I talked about it. Uh, when did we do our, our last, last podcast, Josh? We did one out of the last, last Friday or Saturday. Last something like Friday. That. I, mean, yeah. I believe it was last Friday we did one. And I, and I said, you know, I think the Bengals can, can do this, and they sure did, man. Uh, Bengals look really good. Uh, Joe Burrow's on a mission, man, and, and he's got a lot of good pieces around him. Um, that dude can sling the ball. So Yeah. Yeah, Blake, did you get did you get quite a bit of that action this weekend? Yeah, man. Uh you know, one thing I was really impressed with was uh the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Uh, Pat Mahomes goes out and Henny steps right in, uh, the crafty veteran man, and marches you right down the field for a score. And just shows right there, man, be ready any given time. Do the work throughout the week because you never know when your number is going to be called. That was impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, man. Uh, Brock Purdy going to have to go to Philadelphia. Uh, have fun with that, the way the Eagles are playing. Uh, can, can Brock do it? That's really been the question all along uh, that we've really – been asking even before the playoffs because we kind of figured that was going to be the matchup so uh and then joe burrow man second best quarterback in the league right i mean kind of hard to argue anything else i mean the accuracy a big throw after big throw the weapons on the offensive side of the football the defense steps up i mean Man, they made Josh Allen look bad. Yeah. Like I assume, bad. I assume when you say second best, you're talking about Jalen Hurts. Uh absolutely not, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, man, uh what a what an experience you're gonna get to have, Joshua, with your yeah. dad, man, at that game. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really exciting. We we were even trying to get a buddy of mine out from Ohio, but he's not able to make it. So uh but shout out to Larry. Um, but I, I know he wants to make it, but you know what? He can, he can get past it though. Cause he was able to be at the bills Bengals game. So that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. uh, he, he was able to go to that game. He traveled from Ohio up to, up to Buffalo, but yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Cause you guys are already mentioning some of these great games, some of these great matchups. Let's start off with the first mm -hmm. one. We're going to go in chronological order. Like we usually do. I know Britton and I got to preview these games and talk about them and we weren't too far off. Uh, you know, I think the only one that I think I called wrong was the Bills Bengals game only because man I, I it was hard for me we talked about it if Demar Hamlin shows up how motivated is this team going to be and ideally we thought that with, there's already an emotional game there because this is the mm -hmm. the team that this this matchup is the matchup that 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 happened to him and so if he shows up man that's going to rally these guys up and you know as soon as we saw that Demar was there I know my dad and I were like wow that's that's pretty much game over, right? Like they're, they're going to be way too hyped up. And it was kind of disappointing to see that the Bills couldn't get themselves motivated enough to to really put anything together. And I think it showed Josh Allen's play again. Uh, you know, he just, he didn't look on fire. You know, he didn't really look like that guy that it, we, we've been expecting him to be all season, you know, and it, it, he didn't really have the turnovers that he did last week, but we see a lot of the similar, uh, you know, J uh, Josh Allen from last week anyways. Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, that, that was really surprising, but anyways, I guess I'm getting too far ahead of myself on that, but let's start off, start off with this Kansas city, uh, Jaguars, uh, matchup, because I think this is the one I think most people were expecting to be a blowout. Uh, you know, if you had to pick one, it would be this one. And it really looked like the Jags were controlling this game pretty much all the way up to halftime. And even though they really couldn't punch it in the end zone enough, it just looked like they were in control uh, and, and didn't really seem like they ever let it get out of control. And Britton, I know you and I were watching this one live together whenever Patrick Mahomes got injured. You know, we, we were both saying it, you know, it doesn't matter right now. You're, it was first quarter when it happened, take him out just don't let him stay in there and keep on hurting himself even worse. Now, who knows that we know that he's going to play, but who knows how healthy he's going to be for the next matchup. That's what you and I were talking about. 
Right. Yeah. This is this is one thing that worries me. Is is I think Tony Romo actually said it best uh, last night in the Cowboys game. Uh, Tony Romo said, "You know, this is a high ankle sprain. This is something that he's dealt with before. This is one of those injuries that a guy can come back and play that day, right? Yeah. But it's 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 throughout time throughout that week where it starts to get worse, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're not playing next week. Now, let's face it, he's a young kid. This is Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. He will play, um, but." I don't think he's going to be near as mobile. I think, you know, this could come back to bite them a little bit. Nonetheless, I mean, they've got a ton, ton of weapons around them. And and if Patrick Mahomes can stay out there, uh, not take many hits and just play, you know, consistent enough, I don't know what, what it is about Kansas City, but it doesn't really seem to matter who they play against. They're two steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Um, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's just, it's just mind-blowing to me every time I see – uh, a guy like Travis Kelsey catch a ball without anybody within eight yards of him. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing to me. But it seems to happen all the time. The way the design plays is just is, it's a whole nother level, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just crazy to see that they would keep on putting him out there. You could see right away, too, he was it was hurting him really bad. He could hardly put any any weight on it. Um, but, you know, just looking at that injury, that, that seemed like it could be a turning point in the game. Of course, he's able to get it taped up, uh, and, and taken care of. Um, but Blake, it, it, it still kind of begs the question, you know, do you, do you think maybe that was the wrong decision to keep him out there for that game, especially since, uh, Chad Henney comes in to, to play just fine? Or what, what do you think with that? Nah, man, look, it's the playoffs. Uh, you, you gotta go, you, you gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta, Tape it up. Do what you got to do, man. Uh, it's just – it's down to the nitty-gritty. And as you've seen, the Jags weren't going anywhere. And I know Henny did what he did, but was he going to sustain that? Uh, you, you had to have Pat Mahomes in there. And uh, and he's playing next week. You know, dude's a warrior. Um, but one thing I, I do want to say, man, is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I, I mentioned this on my buddy Dustin's show a, a couple weeks ago is – the Jags took a lot of heat over the past couple years, and they were talked about. Oh, send them to London. All right, they're they're just the fans aren't showing up. Uh, they're a terrible franchise. Just boot them over to London and and let them get over there. And so they come out this year. We know what happened with Urban Meyer and everything, and they hired Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson gets this team to the playoffs with Trevor Lawrence. You got a young. Uh, up and coming QB, and and you got you got ETN in the backfield. That's a nice piece. I think they need to get some better wideouts, man. Up, uh, Trevor put some balls on the money the other night and uh, didn't get a whole lot of help from his receivers, man. But um, I think they have something to build on there, man. Their defense, their defense isn't bad, and so I think there is definitely something to build on for Duval. And they had a heck of a season, man. And and I don't think a whole lot of people really sit down and just give the Jags the credit because, you know, I mean, maybe they do play in a weak division, but still, uh, for the most part, they went toe-to-toe with Kansas City. Like you said, they controlled a lot of that game, and and it was just a, a heck of a performance, man. And I, I'm, I'm proud of the Jags, man. I mean – Let's be honest, nobody really had them winning, right? I mean, you didn't have them going into Arrowhead and, and beating yeah. the Chiefs. So, no. uh, it, yeah, I mean, heck of a job, heck of a season, and I'm proud of them, man. Yeah, yeah, and Britton and I even kind of mentioned how we could see the, the Chiefs kind of falling asleep. I, I I know for a fact I mentioned it a couple of times uh, that I, I, I think if they're mm-hmm. going to fall asleep, it's going to be the first half maybe, but – you know they're not gonna they're not gonna let the the Jaguars beat them, especially like you said, not in Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and you you brought up Dustin. It looks like Dustin is in the chat. Uh, he even says something there. He says uh, all the stats in this game. Let me try to bring that up a little. Oh, I can't. But <laughs> but anyways, he says all the stats in this game uh, were dead even, with the exception of two o tur- turnover differential turnovers and big moments and. Kirk's big drop changed this game. That's, I mean, that's kind of what you brought up. You know, the the that was that was happening a lot for for him too. So I mean, just the fact, uh, you know, that he he had some of those not go his way. Uh, that you know, it, it really, it really does make a difference when you don't have that key receiver. Which 
I, I th honestly thought that Christian Kirk was going to be that guy, but he didn't really have that key receiver that really stepped up to make a huge difference the whole time. And Josh, real quick, man, like when you get when you get a contract like Christian Kirk, you got to catch that football. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The, right. you, you drop that football, you lose. Okay, and and that's what happens right there. You have to catch that football, point blank, period. You make that kind of money, you got you got to bring that ball in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and you know, another thing that I think I I saw within this game, I think. Overall, it, it seemed like both defenses played well, but we, you know, we kind of expect that Kansas City defense. It's a young defense, so we have to give them credit where credit's due. Um, mm. But it, I, it, there's, they've got to kind of get things clicking a little more. I don't feel like they got enough pressure back. But for the Jags, I feel like the Jags really fell apart in the sense that they didn't put as much pressure in on uh, Patrick Mahomes in the second half when he's not mobile. So I don't know why they didn't, you know, keep that rush going in because they had a lot of success early on whenever you know even whenever he was healthy getting pressure back there to him of course that doesn't really help whenever patrick mahomes is is healthy um but i know that's one thing uh but i guess Britton, did you have anything else on this this matchup before we move on no i think like like blake said i mean hats off to jags for sure nobody expected them to i would say most people probably didn't expect them to even to compete like they did so, you know, hats off Trevor Lawrence, a pretty decent quarterback. I think he's got a bright future there. And hopefully, like you said, they can hopefully put a few more pieces around him. Um, like I said, the defense actually played pretty good. So I am curious to see, you know, what they can do uh, in the offseason with, you know, picking up a, a nice tight end and, and receiver combo or something uh, to that effect. But, again, the Chiefs be the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And, and hopefully Trevor Lawrence mm -hmm. still took his guys out to Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nah, but yeah, I mean, I it, mentioned, it was, I mentioned that the other day. That's a that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. My father-in-law is a big a big Dolphins fan. And he said, "If they beat them, man, I'll pick up their tab for them." I said, "You ever <laughs> seen those offensive linemen?" Yeah, yeah, but you can get you know half the menu for ten dollars there at Waffle House. So I mean, they, unless unless inflation's hit a little bit more, I mean, I haven't been there since inflation, but. <laughs> No, I mean, it everywhere, man. Yeah, I mean, like hats you guys said, fire. though, hats hats off to the, to the Jaguars because they, they did they played a heck of a game and really just a few a few things you know like that that they could have tweaked in their game plan and I I think they pull out I easily could have seen them winning that game with just a few really small small uh, little tweaks in their game plan overall. It's not like they would have had to change a whole lot. Uh, so you know, it, it really was a heck of a game from them. Um, but moving on, uh, Eagles Giants. This one I expected, you know, very similar to to the Kansas City Jags game. I saw this one being kind of a leaning towards the Eagles. I didn't expect it to be as big of a blowout as it was. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the fact that the Giants really had no answers whatsoever. Daniel Jones couldn't get enough time to really make his decisions. And even at that, I mean, this is another organization that I think we can look at and say that they definitely need some pieces for him to throw to. Uh, you know, we talked about that mm -hmm. with Trevor Lawrence. He needs receivers to pass to because who who is his key receiver that's stepping up? He's got you know some some names out there, but they're not producing what they you know what we expect from them. And so you know looking at, at that and also Saquon Barkley just couldn't do anything against this Eagles defense. And so this was another game. Uh, you know, Britain. I I know you and I. You know, we we talked about this game and if Jalen Hurts can be healthy, how effective can he be? Uh, and I mean. He was about as effective as he as you can get, wasn't he? He absolutely was. Um, I will say one thing. I think I kept hearing the commentators say over and over again, "Oh yeah, Jalen's Jalen's one hundred percent man. He's ready to go." Like he's and don't get me wrong, I think he played an outstanding game. But I think hopefully he can take another step this week in in recovering because I did feel like he was a little slower. Uh, he wasn't really? quite as decisive on on that first step. But it's Jalen Hurts, man. He's still yeah. going to outrun you. He's still going to do his thing. Off, he played great. Yeah, early in the game, I think you're right, because early in the game, I think he was kind of slow. And I think that injury was still in his head at the beginning of the game. It might have been but a mental thing. It, it almost seemed right. like, yeah, because it almost seemed like later on, he was stepping and he was going. You know, he was he was moving. He also was sliding a sure. lot in the beginning. And then later on in the game, I feel like he got more comfortable realizing, like, ah, I'm playing football. I'm dropping the pads, and we're doing this thing the way that I play football. Uh, and so, you know, I, that, that was something I, I yeah. he didn't have to be good too. And that's, that's what you see from this Eagles defense, Blake, that, or the yep. offense is that 
he didn't have to be the star player. He just had to be on the field and show that he's still capable of being that star player. And all of a sudden you see, uh, you know, two running backs really, you know, that, that you know, a duo that's outstanding. Uh, and you see both of them getting, you know, close to a hundred yards. And, and, uh, I, I believe, uh, was it, was it Sanders that got over a hundred yards? I, I didn't I was, have the stats. I think it was up. Gainwell, right? It was Gainwell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Yep. So, you know, it, you had, you had both of them and then, uh, Boston Scott had a, a great game too. So, I yeah. mean, just Blake, you, you know, you, you see Jalen Hurts step out there and him being healthy enough. It picks up this, this offense in such a different way, doesn't it? Yep. Absolutely, man. And and that's the thing. A healthy Jalen Hurts, uh, have fun trying to prepare for yeah. it. Because uh, I don't I don't know how you do it, man. Uh, they just have so many weapons. And I'll be honest with you, like you said, I didn't think this thing was going to be a blowout, but Philadelphia just dominated from from start to finish. Like It, it was just complete domination. Uh, smash mouth, run it down your throat. Uh, like you said, Jalen didn't have to be special. Uh, you just make enough plays and and win the football game. And and this Philly defense, man, like to to take Saquon pretty much out of the game. I mean, let's what Saquon? What do you get? Like 60, 50, 60 yards, something like that. I mean, you pretty much took him out of the game. Yeah. And th- that's that's the Giants calling card you, you you shut Saquon down and and you make the Giants throw the football and it's just a recipe for disaster man and I thought Philly looked like a Super Bowl champion the other night yeah uh, it was just a complete performance I think it could have been worse if they really wanted it well and and that's the thing they 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 ran the ball i think 46 times or something like that (laughs) so they they didn't lean on on you know that that's one thing with all right jalen hurst had a shoulder injury so what do you want to do you want to be able to run the ball effective did not not make him throw not only that i think his his Mm. passing was on point uh yeah i didn't see a single pass that was like oh he shouldn't have made that or oh that was off point you know off target but they didn't have to lean on his shoulder, and that's great for a quarterback that's got a shoulder injury that you're questioning. Uh, and you know, for them to be able to run the ball that much and be effective, uh, I mean, their defense stood up, no, no doubt. But I, I think the fact that they were able to lean on that run game uh, was was absolutely outstanding. I think that just goes to your point there um, earlier when you said that you know, I think Blake, you might have said it that they need some more pieces around them. Um, offensively, the Giants, and you know that that just goes to show right there when you take Saquon out of the game, ineffective the offense actually is. Um, so you know if any defense steps up and says you know we're going to eliminate the run game, and you don't have the passing game, then you're too one dimensional, and you're, and you're never going to make it very far in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and that's just you know that's the thing too with with uh, you know you you brought up. That it could have been worse if if the Eagles would have been kept on passing, man. That those scores <laughs> the scores could have came in a little faster. Uh, they wouldn't have been you know wasting so much time on the you know keeping the ball on the ground. There's a lot of things that could have gone into that. But yeah, I mean it was an outstanding performance, and I I do agree with you. I think that's a huge uh, a huge win, and it did look like a a Super Bowl winning uh, you know performance. You know it looked like a performance that could win the Super Bowl, but. I mean, another performance that I thought looked like a performance that, man, this team looks like they could win a Super Bowl was the Bengals. And I know Britton and I, we talked about the Bengals. Uh, we talked about this game. And Britton, the Bengals last year, you know, you and I mentioned this. Last year, they snuck into the playoffs and they snuck into the Super Bowl because everyone overlooked them. They're better this year. And that's without a doubt. But everyone knows that. No one's looking past them. And they still show up to the Bills and just completely outperform them and every aspect of the game really and there was even a couple of things just imagine how much worse this could have been if jamar chase does pull in that touchdown in the back of the end zone or just you know a little little things here and there that seem to kind of stall their drives uh especially there towards the end but there's there's a lot of things that the Bengals just had some slip-ups that really could have gotten this one even further out of hand but the Bengals just controlled this game in every aspect Britton. Yeah, they really did. And I mean, like you said, they played outstanding, you know, defense was, was yeah. the biggest thing uh, for me was to see how their defense could play against 
uh, Josh Allen's and, and Stephon Diggs and, and to really shut this run game down. And let's face it, we both talked about neither one of these teams had a great week the week before, right? Yeah. Both teams struggled in their wins, um, not very impressive. And we said one of these teams needs to take that step forward this week, put last week out of out of their mind and, and go forward. And it was very clear who, you know, who did such. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow just played an outstanding game. Yeah. Um, he's got running backs in the backfield that played outstanding. Uh, shout out to Cam Taylor Britt, uh, former Nebraska player for the uh, final pick of the game. Not that everybody keeps calling it a game, you know, game winning, uh, game sealing, but I think the game was done at, done way before that. Yeah. Uh, but it nonetheless, that was his first career, his first career interception, and it's in a big playoff game against the the Bills. So hats off to him. Um, and and Zach Taylor, man, and it's it's crazy to see. Um, it's three or four years ago. You and I were talking about. Um, you know, playoffs. We're talking about teams that that were going to have any kind of success this deep into into the playoffs. The Bengals would never come up. Uh, the Bengals would never come up ten years ago. Um, but Zach Taylor's done an outstanding job with the Bengals, um, yeah. and it, and it kind of sucks to say, but you know, I don't think uh, I don't think the Bills fans were quite expecting this one. And and honestly, Josh Allen, he's just. Uh, I think Joe Burrow definitely uh, took a step to, to pass Josh Allen right now. Um, yeah, I, think I so. had a lot of respect for Josh Allen. I think he's one of the greater quarterbacks in the league. But man, his turnovers are killing him. He's been being very loose with the ball, and I don't know, man. Bengals are Bengals are looking to to make a splash, and they're not looking to end end the week, uh, end their week next week. So. Yeah, I'm and, excited to see that matchup for sure. And last week with this Bengals team, even though they had kind of a weak performance, it was more or less weak on the offensive side. And the defense was still, they were very strong. The defense won that game against the Ravens, no doubt. And then now we see their def, their their offense step up and their offense was just prolific and scoring really quick in the first quarter. And their defense was still outstanding. They're, they were stopping Josh Allen from being able to scramble. When he did scramble, he only picked up a couple of yards here and there. They weren't biting on his weird little pump fakes that he does after he's already passed the line of scrimmage. They they did a great job overall. And they were shutting down the key parts of, of uh, their offense. Uh, and real quick, just to kind of back up to that, or I guess, you know, back up about close to an hour ago to that point, uh, with shutting down their their offense, we saw Stephon Diggs get really frustrated on the sidelines, and apparently there was reports of him getting frustrated after the game, storming out of the locker room before the coaches even made it down. And about an hour ago, Stephon Diggs comments on on Twitter, and he goes to Twitter three three different tweets back in a row and says, "Want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Want me to be okay with our level of play uh, when it's not up to the standard? Nah. It's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. Uh, and I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to you, Blake. Do you? Do you kind of st- stand with him on that, or how do you feel that that he should? I mean, because from from my perspective, if I put myself in Stephon Diggs' shoes, absolutely, I'm frustrated because we've seen this in years past. You know, we've seen him kind of stand there and watch the celebration as it goes on. But yeah, what do you think? I, I, I mean, come on, man! You you stood there and you watched the celebration and talking about oh we'll be back and all this stuff and and. And then you want to storm out the locker room and, and, you know, man, be a professional. All right. Look, I'm one of the most competitive people that you will ever meet. But at the end of the day, you're going to lose, man. And, and you got to be a professional and storming out amongst your teammates. Like, like, look, I'm a Auburn till I die, man. Cam Newton, what he did after Super Bowl 50. It's tough, man, because like you have to you have to be a pro. You have to answer their questions. You go sit in front of the media. I know they're tough to, to answer, but it's part of your job. That is part of your profession. So suck it up and next time play better. All right. Uh and, and another thing too is like I, I saw a clip where uh Josh like threw a ball to him. It was kind of low and he caught it and he just immediately looked at him and was like, pick it up, you know, pick it up. Like, man, wait, wait until you get over to the sideline to do stuff like that. Like you could just, you could see that the bills just weren't there. 
Yeah. Like you could just you could tell they just weren't they weren't there. And I don't know, man. I, I just Cincinnati just blew them off the ball. I mean, you go back and look at the trenches, man. Cincinnati dominated them. Oh yeah. Like I mean, Joe Burrow. It looked like Zeke. It looked like Zeke trying to play center. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a we'll get to that. Yeah. We will get to that. But uh, yeah, you it, know, it was insane. The Bengals, what they have, they were down three offensive linemen. Yeah, three starters. Well, I'm, uh, they, they were down two, but I think the uh, yeah. you know the one that was in. I'm trying to think of which one was in there. He was still banged up, uh, and so yeah. and I'm not even sure if he finished the game. I didn't really pay attention that close. So. The Bills couldn't get to Burrow. No. And one of the biggest things of the entire game to me was accuracy. Joe Burrow, one of the most accurate performances I've ever seen, man. Yeah. Like, and, and and that ball to chase in the back of the end zone, we yeah. got to figure out what's a catch and what's not. All right. I, because, yeah, I don't yeah. think that was a catch. He, he did bobble you don't it, think it was? as he came down. I don't think it was. Uh, if you watch that last that last view that they gave you, it does get slapped out as he's coming down, and it's before he's out of bounds. So I, I do I do kind of like that I call personally. What did you say, Britton? You I also thought it was in, I thought it was incomplete. Yeah, I, I called it incomplete. Just like he said, just because of the end. Now, to be honest, uh, until I saw that last replay, yeah, um, I think it was kind of a back shot where you could kind of see um, see the back of the line in the end zone. I thought it was a catch until I saw that. that yeah, look. We, I would agree with the. Yeah, we, we were we were upset that yeah. they were even reviewing it for a minute until we saw that last little angle that they gave you, and and even the explanation upon it too was, it made sense. And so, man, yeah, it does suck because and he he pulls that in. It was you know if if there was nothing but but end zone back there, it was a catch all day, you know. And yeah. so that's the thing that sucks with that one. Um, but yeah, I mean it. There there was you know that that moment. Uh, and then there was another another pass. Uh, the only pass uh, that was kind of off mark, but I get why it was off mark. Uh, I believe it was out to Hayden Hurst on the left hand side, and it would have been a touchdown if he if he catches it because he's on the two yard line, falls backwards, and he's in the end zone. Um, and it just sails just over the top of his hand. He he mm-hmm. could have probably pulled it in, um, but there's there's one over there. That's the only pass that I saw that was like, man, you got to pull that a little lower. But it was also it looked like there was a defender there, and he ended up slipping like mid mid play. So Joe Burrow couldn't have really accounted for that. It looked like he put it where either my guy gets it or nobody gets it. That was the only pass that I that I saw that was kind of off mark. Everything else was just on point, completely accurate. Probably one of the most accurate games I have seen from any quarterback. I do think that we should probably get a shirt trademarked with a picture of Stefan Diggs. And uh, refer to him as OBJJ because he's a cancer <laughs> to that room. Yeah, I I, I I dislike so much when a player has an attitude like that, or like uh, like Blake mentioned a minute ago, where you could see him, you know, yelling at Josh Allen as as they're in the middle of a game. Dude, this is stuff for the locker room. This is stuff for for you individually. But when when I see that, that tells me one thing right off the bat: is that if I see you yelling at your quarterback for something, I don't care. If you're the best wide receiver in the entire country, I don't, I, I don't mm-hmm. care. That means nothing to me, because that tells me right there that that there's more wrong with this with this team, and it and it all starts in the locker room. You don't see, you know, you didn't see any of the Bengals do that. Yeah. One little bad thing happens. You didn't see the Bengals, you know, get mad because of a guy, you know, a false start, and all the players just start yelling at him on the sideline, on the in the middle of the field in the game. That doesn't happen. So how about yeah. you guys like a professional, like Blake said, that's you get paid millions of dollars. You know what you sign up for. Get yeah, your head out of your ass and play football. I, I don't easy. disagree with you guys at all, but I do understand where he's coming from with the frustration. I think he needs to handle it better, absolutely. But man, I mean, I can I could tell. I mean, I, I don't blame him one bit for being that frustrated. It's just yeah. how he handles it. Because if you think about it, you know, when you watch what when you watch that game back. I was kind of noticing a few times, like, man, why didn't he dish that out to Diggs? Man, Diggs is open here. Oh, man, if he hits Diggs 
in the numbers. Diggs has a first down on this play, and that's a crucial moment of the game. You know, there's, there was a lot of moments like that. Or he's trying to get to another. Are you going to throw to another... guy that's going to act like a little bitch on the sideline every time he doesn't get the when ball? He, when he's the Maybe absolute. Josh Allen's tired of it. When, when he's the best wide receiver on that field, you have to get him the ball. And so I don't Maybe blame Josh him Allen one is bit. Tired of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame him one bit for being frustrated. But it, you do have to handle yeah. it better than he handled it for sure. No doubt. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, huge performance by the Bengals. I'm excited too. Um, because again, like I said, I get to go down there and see the Bengals. Uh, I, I'm excited personally. I want to. I want to go down there and see some Ajay Piran. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to trying to get him to react to my tweet too. So if you if you have me on Twitter, go to at real Josh Mahler, retweet that, tag him again, whatever you can, because I want to I want to get a hold of him too. I got a picture of him signing a a, a it's a, a large picture that I I uh, I drew and <clears throat> it was a uh, after his 427 yard performance, uh, and, and so I, I drew a picture of it and it was all all uh, uh, very detailed, and it was a lot of time that I put into it, but I took that down to Norman, got it signed by some IJP Ryan, so I'm hoping I can kind of get like maybe a, a picture with him to, to kind of go along with that again. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting. Him and Joe Mixon, of course, uh, two Sooners that I get to go watch there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 exciting. So that was that was the big reason why I was excited for the Bengals to win. Other than that, they kind of blew my, my bracket apart because I was picking the Bills, barely. <laughs> I, I, I think I had a... Uh... I think I had a pretty good week, didn't I? I think yeah. I called all their games. Yeah, I, th- I think you got them all right, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, just because you, I think the only one we were different on was the, Bengals, the Bills. Bengals Bills. And I just picked the Bills by like maybe two points or something small because I just, you know, being at the Bills, that's hard, you know. And especially yeah. with the, and like I said, I thought the emotion around DeMar Hamlin being there was going to get them hyped up and it wasn't. Uh, and so that was. But remember, I beat you on Madden with. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and we called it too. Yeah, so <laughs> so Britton and I played Madden, and here's here's a little backstory too. Usually, usually I beat Britton in Madden. That's that's, that's I mean, it, it, and that's the case. Usually, I I have his number, but he was the Bengals, I was the Bills. We were like, well, let's let's do this. I picked the Bills. Let's you you be, you be the the Bengals. We play, and Josh Allen was off. He wasn't he wasn't playing well well. Like it really was. Josh Smaller was off. I mean, no, it really was things like I was trying to check down to my, my running back and he'd overthrow him and stuff like that. So, and it was just, it, it literally was like exactly how it played out, uh, in real life. And we're like, well, there you go. That there's the, there's the pick right there. But it was almost like a perfect simulation. (laughs) Hey, Josh. Yeah. I thought thought that was very ironic. Yeah. So have like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but have y'all, have y'all seen the stuff on Twitter about, like this whole Damar Hamlin's conspiracy theory thing? No, I don't think so. Please, y'all please say more. Y'all, y'all haven't checked this out. No, we'll have uh-uh. to we'll have to talk about that off air and see if yeah. it's if it's worth bringing up for sure. Yes, though. like like super weird, man. Like pe- people are weird, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, but I was we'll, we'll I was waiting I was waiting for some conspiracy to pop up about it too. But uh, let's hurry up and dive into the 49ers Cowboys. Uh, we'll get this thing rolling with this game. This was another game. I knew it was going to be a defensive game. <laughs> um, and you know what, Britton? I think you picked the Cowboys to win this one, though, didn't you? I did. You're right. Uh, this is the yeah, one I messed man. up on. Thanks man, a lot, Dak. Thanks a lot. He's learning how to play freaking so center. I explained to you, and I was right, that Dak is mid. He's not a bad quarterback. He's just mid. He's he's good that enough sucks. to be a quarterback in the NFL, and that's about it. Maybe. I mean... Dak Prescott did not play well at all. And Britain, to your point, Brett Maher sucks. Okay. He is not the best <laughs> kicker in the league. He sucks. All right. And and here, here's the here's where I'm going with this. All right. So the Cowboys go down there. I thought they were overreacting and like, oh, all this all this anticipation. And you know, I'm sitting here, I was like, whatever, why are they doing this? Uh but he goes up and he misses the first extra point again. That is six. In the last seven attempts that you've missed, I mean, you know what, what the heck is going on? Uh, so, I mean, with but with they that didn't miss, find anybody better because they said they had a they had a <laughs> uh, a little tee off the week before and they couldn't find anybody better. <laughs> they did, but but so with that miss now, now McCarthy doesn't trust him to go out and kick a field goal when they should have just kicked a field goal. I I, mm. I mean, but I don't blame him. So they go for it. They get the first down, sure, but then it leads to an interception. 
And so, I mean, it's just one of those things. If you can kick that field goal, you're ahead. And I mean, it's just one of those things, man. Like it was, it really messed with the entire scheme that this offense has to run now because now they have to go for it on a fourth down. There was at least two times where they could have just kicked a field goal. I know he bounced back so, and got some field goals later, but you can't trust him at that point, can you? This this absolutely made me roll because I saw the last week after he struggled, Dak Prescott on the sideline says, and I quote, go for fucking two. <laughs> this week he throws an interception. We'll have to mark this one. He throws an interception. <laughs> Yeah, not bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep it here because I'm going to say it again. This week, he throws an interception down there, and you see Brett Maher on the sideline. He said, keep the effing extra points. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I mean, oh. it, I mean, it was just, man, I felt so bad for the dude, too, because, like, you see before the game, uh, the place kicker and and Maher are down there. They're, they're, you know, getting prepped up, and Maher misses, like, I think it was two or three of them or something like that. You know, he misses a couple, and Jerry Jones comes down to give him a pep talk. Like, how much more nervous are you now that Jerry Jones is coming down? Don't do that. And so now he comes up and he misses him. Oh, my gosh. I just... I felt so bad for him, too, because now he's going to have all the memes out against him. Uh, luckily, Dak Prescott sucked, too, so I think a lot of the heat goes back on Dak Prescott. But personally, I mean, man, Maher really screwed that game over for them. And I don't blame McCarthy for not trusting him for whenever he should have just given him the the the, the chance. So, guys, let me break something to y'all real quick. The Cowboys are never going to win as long as Jerry Jones is the owner no. of Agreed. that organization. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm that. sorry. Look, look, y- y- you can't be the Jackie Moon of things, okay? You, yeah. This isn't the Flint Tropics, all right? No, he should I'm have sorry. been the Jackie Moon and gone out there and kicked the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't be the owner, the GM, the coach, the player, all right? You can't. It's just sorry, hate it for you. Uh, it's just bad in Dallas. I don't know why anybody would want to go there. Dak, trash, all right, garbage. Turns the ball over way too much, all right. Dude's throwing two picks a game, all right. I think you got a little hyped up about beating a terrible Tampa team last week. Everybody was like, oh, this Dallas team, they could go do it. No, they can't. No, they can't because their quarterback <laughs> is garbage. Yeah. All right, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, garbage. All well, right, and, and as soon as as soon as Pollard went down too, I knew that, that you know that was pretty much it because Zeke, Zeke just didn't do anything. What's the what's the kick returner's name? Did um, you see the opening kick? Yeah, yeah, uh, Turpin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you know how you and I got done saying we were, we played Madden, yeah. we we were doing all the matchups like, and stuff, right? Yeah, like holy and cow, I, this I, I played fast. the Cowboys. It's like holy cow, I don't remember this guy being this fast i don't i don't next, remember him being that fast Sunday. all season that's a thing like man yeah, I, last time i'm watching the game and i'm like holy cow he's fast yeah yeah I, he took I, off i mean man and, and and smart for for san fran because they started kicking it away from him don't let that dude touch the ball i i well, maybe in the game if he goes left to right on that kickoff that he gets the 45 on yeah if it looked like he was trying right, he was he was too fast to make his own cuts I mean, oh my left gosh! Or right, he scores hundred percent. Well, well, he wanted he, he right wanted to he wanted to go left. It looked like too, and he just couldn't get, get himself to jump over there. He went, oh, well, man, the San Francisco yeah, guys quick. had a magnet on and took him. But I mean, he went right into them. I'm like, dude. But uh, you know, to to look at this game, Brock Purdy stepped in and threw another perfect game, really, because he didn't have any turnovers. He had some off, you know, some off throws, um, but. Overall, I mean, he's he still a quick rookie. Trying to throw like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he is now His seven and zero. He is now seven and zero as a starter with no interceptions, guys. That is, I mean, Britain. I know you can call him, you can call him mid or bad or say he's not going to be good enough. He he has to be right now. He he has to be the new quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers going forward next year. I agree with you. I think I think you and I talked about this before. I said before last week. I didn't dislike Brock Purdy. I really didn't, but I definitely was not going to hop on the bandwagon quite yet because I thought it was too early and I still stand by that. Now, last week and this week again, and like I said, Hey, you know what? He's, he's playing pretty well. I think he played a pretty mid game, but he, that's all you need him to do. You just need him to not turn the ball over, play consistent, make good throws, make good decisions and let your defense take care of it. 
and you know what? They've got some offensive weapons around him that, yeah, I definitely 100% agree that I think he takes the starting job next next year. Um, and if he doesn't, I'd be extremely surprised. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and looking at it too, I mean, he he played really well. Uh, he he, I mean, he he filled the, the he didn't just fill the position. He really excels this offense in a lot of ways, and and I think that this offense looked better than the numbers show because let's remember they went against I think the second best they may not be ranked as the second best but I think it's the second best defense in the league the Cowboys have a, a crazy good defense with Diggs yeah. in the backfield they've got Micah Parsons they've got uh, yeah. uh, Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence I mean they and and let, let's let's look at that too so Micah Parsons he is an animal I mean he, he no. chucked he chucked that offensive lineman just threw him on the ground like it was nothing uh, they were lining him up all over the place. That really threw off the, you know, you know. I think it threw off the the offensive line a little bit. But they picked him up really well. Trent Richardson yeah. handled him like nobody's business. Uh, I guess another Oklahoma guy I didn't even think about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Uh, so Oklahoma has sure. nine guys left in the in the playoffs right now. That's more than any other college out there. Uh, so you know, Josh, yeah, what's up? Is Jalen and Alabama guy or no? I think guy? I think they count him for both. Even even if he even if you take him away, we he's have an Alabama guy. We have eight. You know, Britton so. says he's an Alabama guy. All right, so really, where, I know there. Where did he graduate from? Debate. There's a heated debate on Twitter right now. Yeah. All right. It's hot. Is he an Oklahoma guy? To to me, he's both. I think both should, should claim it, you know, but, but if you, you know, like I can, I can totally see where the Alabama people are like, well, we, we, we got him up. I mean, let's be honest though. Did Lincoln Riley not improve his, his play? Tremendously. If he would have, if he would have stayed at Alabama, would he have got drafted where he got drafted? No, he wouldn't have. So, I mean, it's just, I, I, you can, you can cause that debate all you want. Did you hear Joe Burrow come out and say, Hey Ohio, what what's wrong with Ohio State fans? Why do they keep trying to claim me? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't play Ohio State. <laughs> I think he State. said that last week, last year. Yeah, that yeah, was he, funny. Well, he said that this past week too. He came out and said something Did about he say it, it again. Ohio State's trying to claim him as their quarterback. He's like, dude, I I transferred from there. I didn't play at Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> uh, yet, uh, you know, Scott Frost is in his grave, going to turn in his grave when he dies after you know really realizing that Joe Burrow wanted to play at Nebraska and he passed him up. To be fair, I'm glad he didn't because he would have sucked in Nebraska. D- Dustin says he's a no you guy. He he put that in the chat, so you know I'll Did take his word for it. I mean, sorry, I, Dustin, you're I, wrong. I guess if if you want to take it to your point too, I think maybe maybe you do have to call him an Oklahoma guy because he's not getting drafted. Uh, he's he's not getting a chance that he's in right now. He's he's not going to be where yeah. he is right now. He will would not be there. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you you can't even argue that if he stayed at Alabama. I don't see how you well, can argue. Young. No, because uh, Tua or Tua, yeah, Tua. Bryce Young is is he the first quarterback that goes this year? Probably, I, I think so. Okay, where stop with the Will Levis hype? Like, no, like yeah, we gotta stop yeah. that. No, stop it's, it. it's, it's either saying, CJ, it's either CJ happen. or Bryce. One of those two. I I don't see. It's gotta be. Yeah, I, I would take Hen and Hooker over over Will Levis. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean it's. Anyways, jump back to this 49ers game. Uh, I guess did you guys have anything else to add on to that? I think I think both defenses played amazing. Did you guys did you guys see Kittle's uh, little uh, post game interview? Yes, I love him, dude. I love him so Talk much. Talk on it. So oh, with the, when he so, did the little. Yeah, uh, yeah, so he, yeah she asks yeah. him. She asks him something about, "Are you gonna go have fun?" Yeah. We were so happy when that happened. Like I'm I'm happy for him. He's outstanding. I like how he throws throws the ball to Jerry Rice at the, after he catches it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's Man. he's so fun, and then all throughout the game, you could tell he was just having the time of his oh, life. He's having a great time, and he's just finding all the cameras and making funny faces. I, that was awesome. But did you guys have anything else to add to that? No, uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys. Suck. Yep, Cowboys suck. Cowboys there it suck. is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Cowboys are gonna cowboy. I'm. Yep. I'm. I guess I'll say sorry, but we're not. But hey, if you guys are watching up to this point, make sure to hit that subscribe Ooh. button. Also, hit the notification bell so that you know when we have updates here on YouTube. Uh, but I do want to mention another sponsor of ours, uh, a sponsor that that we like very much here at Rising to the Occasion is Yeti. Uh, Yeti has amazing products. And you know what? I don't even have to hype up Yeti's products to you because if you're hearing the name Yeti, 
you're thinking, man, I really want one of those. Well, you should go and just go to rising2.com slash Yeti to go get a Yeti product right now. Go to our link so that they know that we sent you, but go to rising2.com slash Yeti and check out all of their amazing stuff. Uh, and for those who are in the pool, the Rising to the Occasion playoff pool, uh, I actually have one of the mugs that uh, I finally got it in today. It doesn't show up too well, but it's got the cool logo on it and everything. I like this one quite a bit. It is more of an office mug, um, but it, it's it's awesome. And I, mean, I love their their tumblers. Uh, of course, their coolers are amazing. So maybe you're you're going to a tailgate party. Maybe you're going to the Kansas City Chiefs Bengals game and you need a nice tailgating cooler. Go get yourself a big Yeti cooler. Again, use our link so that they know that we sent you. That's rising2.com slash Yeti. Uh, they have amazing products. And again, I don't have to hype them up, but rising2, that's risingto.com slash Yeti. Uh, guys, another th- topic that we want to bring up is Tony Dungy. He's been in quite a bit of trouble, quite a bit of controversy lately. Uh, And it really started off with him tweeting uh, about going to the March for Life. Uh, I think that was last weekend that he went to that. And that's that's where a lot of controversy comes to. Um, Of course, there was another uh, tweet that he had, and I'm trying to pull that up. So another tweet that he had in response to Minnesota Representative Sandra Feist, uh, who she was calling for menstrual products to be put in all bathrooms. Uh, and she was saying that because everyone has a menstrual cycle. Uh, and he kind of had a sarcastic uh, comment <laughs> that where he said, that's nothing. Some school districts are putting litter boxes in school bathrooms for the students who identify as cats. It's very important to address every student's needs. And I don't want to get too far into the politic side of this, but it's just silly whenever politics end up coming in and, and interfering with sports. Uh, and and that's and I know that's that's a big reason why we talk on this show to give everybody another voice to listen to to not have to listen to all this extra stuff that they're doing they're trying to cancel this guy and get rid of him and it's it's a lot of question uh, you know so whether he's going to be back because uh, now NBC they had a lot of you know a lot of heat coming at them and whether they're going to uh, keep him from from commentating he was commentating uh, this this last weekend but. It's a question of whether he's going to even have a job next year or not. And over something silly, and it really starts off again, it really goes back to the March for Life, the fact that he was there. Um, But, you know, I I guess I'll start off with you. I know you had quite a bit to say about it, Blake. But, uh, you know, how how silly is it that they're going to attack a guy and try to tear him down for, for just for his own beliefs that don't harm anybody else? I'm so sick of the whole cancel culture cancel this person for this this person for that i dude this is nonsense all right whatever tony dungy believes that's what he believes all right and and look his comment on on the bathroom situation and and look this this entire country man is weird all right it's weird <laughs> it is like 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 we have turned into a just embarrassment honestly like it's sad man it's sad like like for you to even think of of canceling tony dungy one of the most outstanding people to be in the game of football on and off the field man you look at all the people on social media backing him right now all right and all the kind words that are said about him. And he's what is he doing? He's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. So cancel yourself, all right? Like, I'm sick of it, man. I'm, I'm sick of this whole, you know, cancel this person because of the, the gender this and gender that and, you know, use this bathroom, use that bathroom and all this stuff is cancel, cancel, cancel. It's like, dude, look yourself in the mirror and just actually listen to yourself and what you're saying. All right. Because it's nonsense. And Tony Dungy comes out and speaks some facts and some truth to what's going on. And you want to cancel him? Like it's garbage, man. And I'm honestly, I'm sick of it. So yeah, yeah, totally. And and it's, it's just silly that that you would you would attack somebody for their own again it's personal beliefs, uh, Brit that that are not affecting anybody else and and again a tweet that again it doesn't affect anybody. 
that's just it, man. It's it's. I don't really care if I agree or disagree, because guess what? He has an opinion. Say it. He should be allowed to voice his opinion just like anybody else. I think it's it's mind blowing to me that we live in this world that that you know everybody has to be nice to each other unless you disagree with me. What is what is this nonsense? I mean, again, let sports be sports, politics be politics. If you agree with me or disagree with me, it's fine. You're allowed to. I'm not going to agree with everything that you agree with. All three of us right now probably have a lot that we agree with on. Mm-hmm. But there's probably some. Guess what? I don't care. I still want to talk sports with you guys. Yeah. I, I'm not. Yep. We live in a world where we just want to hate on each other because we don't have the exact same opinion as somebody else. It's all it is. It's it's your opinion. It's your beliefs. Let it be. And and it shouldn't affect whether or not he's a great commentator, which I love listening to him commentate. I think he's a very yep. well-spoken guy, smart, smart football guy, high IQ, yep. love what he did with the Colts. And you know what? Drop it. Let it be, man. He's allowed to. He's allowed to have a belief and opinion, just like you're allowed to disagree with his opinion. But yeah. again, keep them separate. I think that's one yep. thing that ruined football, you know, with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Uh, it's it separated. Dude, we're all just football fans. But now we're focusing on other crap that doesn't matter. Um, the Tim Tebow thing. Again, let people believe what they want to believe and, and let it be. It, yep. It's really, really irritating to see that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, oh, no. you, you just you just see uh, them kind of creep in and, and start to kind of bring these kind of politics and and just outside outside matters into sports and trying to affect sports and not only that but they're also trying to affect a man's career that he's had one of the most amazing careers ever and 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 looking at him he's he's a man that has I forget how many kids he has he has uh, several kids of his own plus he's adopted a bunch of them um, because of his pretty moral and, and good beliefs. I mean, just leave him alone. <laughs> if he wants to go and support a cause that, again, like I said, doesn't really hurt anybody, uh, then then I don't I don't know why we have to let this interfere. Uh, and, and really, again, trying to attack a guy and, and one of the most one of the most peaceful guys in, in all of football in general. And and just to piss somebody off, I tell you what, if he doesn't go back to NBC, guess what? He's still got more money than you. <laughs> That's a fact. All right, let's go ahead and jump in real quick. We'll talk a little bit about some college basketball. Uh, it's starting to get towards towards maybe a little bit uh, of, of madness time. You know, it's getting closer to that anyways, but it is definitely getting pretty mad up in the top. Uh, we, we look and we, we have a new number one. We've got the Boilermakers up at number one now after Kansas loses two games, one of those being a blowout at home. Uh, what it was at 86 to 63 or something like that 83 63 something like that it was just a blowout uh by TCU at Kansas uh and so that was that was amazing and then Kansas State beats them by one point uh, and so Kansas jumps out uh they're they're out and now the Boilermakers up at, at number one we've got Alabama up in there uh, I mean guys it's it's been kind of a crazy week for college basketball uh, I'll start off with you Blake it's it's been a crazy week we see again Boilermakers are still looking just completely outstanding uh, along with really Alabama, I mean, just the top five, it just looks crazy good right now, at least. Uh, um, let me get ready for this one. <clears throat> All right. Alabama is the number one team in college basketball. And honestly, I don't think you're going to have to take that hat off if you're going to say that. I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I just I don't think it's close. I think they are leaps and bounds the best team in college basketball. They 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 don't have a weakness, man. Like they they're deep. Uh, they have the length, uh, guys. I'm, dude, Brandon Miller is the best player in college basketball, and they have the guard play with Sears. Man, Nate Oates, I, I, I just – I'm sorry, man. I thought they should have been number one today. I really do. Uh, Purdue, I'm just – look, man, the thing with the Big Ten is like they hype the Big Ten up every year. They're like, oh, Big Ten basketball, Big Ten basketball. And they get in the tournament and they get mollywopped every year. All right? Every year. It's the same story with the Big Ten. 
Iowa last year. Iowa was supposed to be, you know, this great team. They were supposed to make the run to the Final Four, Elite Eight, and everything, and they get bounced the first round. And it's just every year, same story. And I watch Alabama play in the SEC, and they're beating people by 25 points. They beat LSU the other night by 40, all right, 45. It's getting ridiculous. They are beating people to sleep. They beat Houston, all right? Everybody thought Houston was number one, and they lose to Temple yesterday. Dog, they dropped two spots for losing to a terrible Temple team. Like, I don't I, I just – I'm not impressed with Purdue. I don't think they're that good. Um, Kansas. Yeah, I mean – we I, we. We know what they are. We know what yeah. Kansas is. They're going to be there in the end, right? Bill Self's going to have them uh, ready for, for tournament time. I, I think that Big 12 is yeah, I, filthy. I, yeah, I look at the Big 12 right now. I mean, the Big 12 is crazy. I've, I've been trying to catch as many of the Big 12 games as I can recently, you know, leading <clears> up. And Oklahoma just, like, looks like they're they're good. And then, like, man, they're, they're really bad about just blowing leads. Uh, and so I, I can't stand watching them, but I'm watching overall in the Big 12. They got six that are top at top 25 right now. That's over mm-hmm. half the conference, uh, yes. and, you know, and, and that uh, and I yeah, the six of them, I believe. So, I mean, that's that's just crazy. That's over half the conference. And that's that's with that conference beating itself up at that. Uh, and so, I mean, that the Big 12 is really crazy. The SEC is crazy, too. I think they've got three or four in the top 25 right now. And uh, I mean, it's, it's SEC Big 12 weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it's, it'll be a, a big one there. Um, yeah. But, Britton, you, you have a little bit on the on some of the madness going on? Yeah, I mean, I'll keep it short. Um, I definitely 100% agree with Blake. I think Alabama is the best team. I think they're the most consistent team. But what I will say is I'm so sick of hearing about Purdue. Purdue is not that good. Purdue is very beatable, and they're going to do exactly what Blake predicted. They're going to make it. And then they're going to lose right away. Let's face it, man. They lost to Nebraska. Nebraska sucks. No, Nebraska Purdue, has a bad Purdue team. Only, and I Purdue's honestly, only lost to Rutgers. They lost to yeah, Nebraska. Lost, the referees didn't, didn't call lose, it, but they, they lost lose. to Nebraska. They didn't lose to Nebraska. 100% they should have lost. He's in the if you watch that game at the, all, Nebraska was 73 to 55. I'm looking at the score right now. Right, oh, game, you're looking at the one earlier in the game. Okay, 65-62. The, the one earlier in the season, Nebraska beat them. The kid never touched him, and they gave him yeah. the, the the foul to shoot the free throws to win the game. They lost to Nebraska. The refs didn't Nebraska call, sucks, man. I watch them consistently, right? I watch Nebraska consistently. They are not good, and I hope Fred Hoiberg has great success somewhere else in the future. But they lost that game to Nebraska, so Purdue is not all that good of a team. Nebraska They're going to do exactly what Blake predicted. Nebraska beat Ohio State a little back, a little while back too, and they, that, that frustrated me because Ohio oh, State just was did, on my parlay. And... Oh, they they beat Nebraska, Ohio State at the beginning of last or the beginning of last week, maybe it was yeah. last week yeah, they I played think them. It was last week, um, yeah. they played a pretty pretty solid game, but I mean Nebraska is not that good in basketball. They haven't been. Um, Purdue is, is overhyped. I think Purdue has a lot of problems that will occur um, that are going to be brought out in the future. But again, I do agree with Blake. I think that Alabama is probably the most consistent. Um, well, it, 100% is most consistent out of any any team right now. Uh, like you said, when you're mentioning you know teams like Kansas, they're going to always find a way to make it you know deep into the playoffs or into the into the uh, March Madness and uh, maybe Final Four. Final eight. Who well, and, knows? And what um, surprises me with Alabama too, like I think you brought it, brought this up, Blake, is that they're they're not just beating people like Purdue is squeezing by. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're they're beating guys like I'm I'm looking at their scores right now and they're looking like NBA scores. Like they beat LSU one hundred six to sixty six. I mean, yeah, beating, you know, they're they're sleep. they just beat Mizzou eighty five to sixty four. Uh, they beat Arkansas number fifteen ranked Arkansas eighty four to sixty nine. They beat Kentucky seventy eight to fifty two. I mean, they're they're whooping teams right now. Uh, so I mean, I I, I don't know exactly. And if you I mean, look at college basketball, just in general, that's one thing I, it, it kind of frustrates me. So I like the NBA quite a bit. I follow a lot of NBA, but it's it's irritating because mm-hmm. it, you know it's like. You know, you might score 50 or 40, 50, maybe 60 points to win the game, and you got Alabama over here scoring 100 points in a game. Yep. Alabama can find it and they can roll with it. I mean, they're 
they're consistent on both sides of the ball too. They're also holding their opponents to, you know, that 40, 50 points a game. Um, so, that, I mean, that tells me right there, when you're a team that's able to score that much in college basketball, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure to always be smashing that over for Alabama. That's what I'm learning right now. And, so. and <laughs> they're great on defense. I yeah. mean, look, I, I hate it. it. It kills me to say it uh, because it just it burns deep down inside to watch them not only run, you know, college football and be so great, but uh, now that we, we have to deal with them in college basketball as well. But, man, uh, Brandon Miller, watch those highlights. Dude's special, man. He's special. Well, we got we got guys in the in the chat even telling us that they're they're uh, ready to get going. I know we, we went a little over our hour mark. That's usually what we try to keep the live shows at. But, uh, you know, Brent and Dustin, both of you guys, thanks so much for joining in there for – for telling us goodbye too, but uh, I mean it, it's it's a lot of fun. We got a lot of sports uh, to to kind of catch up on here coming up. We're gonna have to keep on keeping up with the NHL. Uh, I'm excited yeah. for this weekend. You know, I'm gonna be be there. Hopefully, we see a a Bengals win. But uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, it's yeah. We we there's there's so much going on in it right now, and it's it's a lot of fun. But uh, as mm-hmm. always, we thank you all for watching for listening. Uh, for whatever whatever you're doing, uh, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. I'm gonna say it again because if you if you haven't done it yet, you're gonna hear it a third time and it's just gonna click in your head. So go hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, and make sure you're you're subscribed. Make sure to share it on social media, share it with a friend, family. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a five star review. Uh, we thank you all so much for your support and for watching Rising to the Occasion. Until next time.